Hello and welcome to the QUB GP Society podcast. This series is entitled Common Conditions in General Practice and is aimed at medical students. We will be discussing some of the most common conditions that you see in primary care setting in terms of their pathology, presentation and diagnosis and management. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can see all of our latest episodes. Also, check out our society on social media so that you can keep up to date with the news and events. But now, on to today's episode. My name is Martha Henry and I am one of the third year reps in Queen's University GP Society. Thank you for joining us for our podcast and today's subject will be psoriasis. Psoriasis is a common immune-mediated genetic disorder manifesting in the skin, joints or both. It is chronic and affects 1-3% of the world's population. It affects both genders equally. The epithelial hyperproliferation and dermal changes in psoriasis are probably mediated by macrophages, dendritic cells, T-cells and various immune cells, cytokines and chemokines. There is thought to be a genetic component to psoriasis. Stress is a recognised exacerbating factor and psoriasis can typically occur at sites of skin trauma. This includes injury and sunburn. This is known as the Kobner phenomenon where lesions occur at skin injury site. Streptococcal upper respiratory tract infections have been found to trigger gutiate psoriasis. Smoking has also been associated with palmoplantar pustulosis. Less commonly, drugs including beta blockers, lithium, NSAIDs and antimalarials, as well as HIV infection, can trigger psoriasis. Alcohol has also been known to exacerbate psoriasis. The presentation of psoriasis depends on the subtype. Chronic plaque psoriasis is the most common type, accounting for 90% of cases. It is characterised by a well-demarcated erythematous plaques covered by silvery white scales, commonly found on the extensor surfaces, scalp, retroauricular, perianal and periumbilical regions. The next subtype is inverse or flexural psoriasis. This variant affects the flexural surfaces, skin folds and genitals. These lesions are usually less scaly than chronic plaque psoriasis due to the friction and moisture they are exposed to at these sites. Gutate psoriasis presents as scaly, raindrop-shaped plaques on the trunk commonly occurring after a streptococcal upper respiratory tract infection. Postular psoriasis presents with white coalescing pustules. It can be localised to the palms, soles, fingers or toes or it can present as a generalised condition. Erythrodermic psoriasis is characterised by psoriasis that affects 90% of the body surface area. It is also associated with intense itching or burning. This condition is potentially life-threatening. Psoriasis can also present with nail changes which include thickening of the nail plate, pitting, ridging, oncolysis, subungual hyperkeratosis and oil spots. The complications of psoriasis include psoriatic arthropathy, 
which occurs in 10% of cases, increased incidence of metabolic syndrome, increased incidence of cardiovascular disease, increased incidence of venous thromboembolism and psychological distress. The diagnosis of psoriasis is mainly based on clinical examination. It is important to examine the patient's full body, paying particular attention to the scalp, nails, retroauricular, periumbilical and perianal regions. Severity of disease can be quantified using the Psoriasis Area and Severity Index, PASI, score. To assess the impact of psoriasis on the patient, the Dermatology Life Quality Index, or DL, QI questionnaire can be used. It is important to assess the patient for psoriatic arthritis. This can include asking the patient about joint pain, carrying out joint examinations and if psoriatic arthritis is suspected the patient should be referred to a rheumatologist. Assess the patient for hypertension, other cardiovascular risk factors, diabetes and complications of obesity as patients with psoriasis often have metabolic syndrome. The 2017 NICE guidelines recommend a stepwise approach to the management of chronic plaque psoriasis. Provide the patient with lifestyle advice to avoid triggers such as alcohol, smoking, and in this case, smoking cessation services should be offered, and tell the patient that they should be wearing sun cream when going outside. Encourage the patient to use regular annulments to reduce scale loss and reduce pruritus. As a first-line therapy, NICE recommends the use of topical corticosteroids and calcipratrol, which is a vitamin D analogue, applied once daily. These should be applied separately, one in the morning and one in the evening. This should be for up to four weeks as an initial treatment. For second-line therapy, if no improvement after 8-12 weeks, then offer a vitamin D analogue twice daily. As a third-line therapy, if no improvement after 8-12 weeks, then offer either a potent corticosteroid applied twice daily for up to 4 weeks or a coal tar preparation applied once or twice daily. Short-acting dithranol can also be used. Dithranol works by inhibiting DNA synthesis. It should be washed off after 30 minutes and can cause burning and staining. If these therapies fail, a referral to secondary care is required where other systemic therapies can be considered. These include phototherapy using narrowband UVB, cyclosporin, methotrexate and acetaritin. It is important to remember that these drugs can cause serious adverse effects. Cyclosporin can cause hypertension and renal toxicity. Methotrexate can cause hepatotoxicity and bone marrow suppression. It is also teratogenic, so is contraindicated in pregnancy and should be stopped six months before trying to get pregnant. Acetarin is teratogenic and should be avoided in women of childbearing age. As a last-line therapy, biologics can be considered. Etanercept, infliximab and adalimumab are effective if other therapies have failed. In general, consider the use of topical calcineurin inhibitor if there are concerns about the use of topical steroids. 
Gutted psoriasis tends to respond well to phototherapy and it is to be noted that nail psoriasis is very difficult to treat. For the management of face, flexural and genital psoriasis, NICE recommend offering a mild or moderate potency corticosteroid applied once or twice daily for a maximum of two weeks. Generalised pustular psoriasis and erythrodermic psoriasis require an urgent referral to dermatology as these can be life-threatening conditions. So in summary, psoriasis is a common immune-mediated genetic disorder manifesting in the skin, joints or both. It typically presents as well-demarcated erythematous plaques covered by silvery white scale. There are several different subtypes including chronic plaque psoriasis, flexural psoriasis, gutted psoriasis, pustural psoriasis and erythrodermic psoriasis. Generalised pustular psoriasis and erythrodermic psoriasis require urgent referral to dermatology. Diagnosis is made clinically. Initial treatment involves lifestyle advice, annulments and the use of potent topical corticosteroids and topical vitamin D analogues for four weeks. Further treatment can include phototherapy and systemic and biological treatments which are considered in severe cases. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any further episodes. If you have any ideas, suggestions or feedback, don't be afraid to get in touch with us via email at gp-soc at qb.ac.uk. Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts are regularly updated with the essential information from our society. Thank you and goodbye.